takes more than using $2,000 worth of monitors to render a terminal UI from the 80s to be a great software <laughs> engineer. This is episode 325 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host, Dave Smith. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show where we answer your non-technical questions about the technical field of software engineering and ponder about the nature of, of change and progress. The terminal remains the same, but <laughs> the number of pixels greatly increased. The The pixel density of the blinking rectangular carrot is just astounding. Can we call good. that Dave's Law? It's like Moore's Law, but for monitors? Like, what? what is it? The pixel density of your blinking terminal carrot will double every 18 months? Yeah, it doubles every 18 months. And and implicit in that is, is the idea that, like, there will always be a blinking carrot no matter how, <laughs> <laughs> how far we advance. Once we get, like, I don't know, cerebral implants for... There will still be a blinking carrot. <laughs> yeah, you'll have a blinking carrot, but it'll be blinking on your optic nerve. Or maybe it'll just be blinking in the back of your mind. You can't oh, even yeah, see it, but true. you know it's there. Yeah. Subconscious. And then if you ever hit the wrong key command and you hear that like terminal bell. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also just there. hear it inside your head. <laughs> or what if the wires get crossed and then you like smell it? I don't know, fruit punch or something. <laughs> oh, I must have typoed again. I'm smelling fruit punch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can tell that background job is finished because... Uh, I just remembered that childhood memory of, of hugging my first dog. <laughs> it's the notification. These are all customizable, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for the future. Sounds great. <laughs> I know you. You'll create all these terrible. You would, you'll pick all the worst <laughs> memories. How, yeah. How fast will they be used for, for pop-up ads? <laughs> yeah. Jameson's going to be like, I have put my foot in my mouth 17 times in big public arenas. I'm going to use all 17 for my custom notifications when I make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. if if the build breaks, then you must be punished. By remembering that time you said that horrible thing that it didn't mean to. Yeah. (laughs) If prod goes down, the alarm is you remember your worst childhood memory. (laughs) You show up to the on-call meeting in tears. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Sorry, prod went down. It just hurts so deep. Um, do you want to thank our patrons, Dave? Yes, thank you to those that are contributing at the level where we give them a shout out every single week. They are Kent C. Dodge, Taylor Saban, Memester Josh, Jenny Kim, Owen Charlotte, Craig Motlin, I Love Mavis, The Stochastic Parrot, Alice Joss, Andrew Pollock, No Cheating, Lanfuer Puelgangilik, Gogeri, Kishwon, Durob, Willant, Silo, Gogogo, Koshakton, Ohio, Patreon.com.au, we're hiring, Ira Chan, Monkey Face Emoji, Jonathan King, Testing is Documenting.org, Oladapofadi, Will Angel, who does not have the stinky feet, Then Who Has Stinky Feet, Nick Hathaway, Travis Sanders, Braden Kane, John Grant, Nick Cantor, and Philip Jambasil. If you'd like to l- join this group, just tape many hundreds of dollar bills to a rock and throw them through Jameson's front window or go to softskills.audio and click the support us on Patreon button where a certain amount of contribution will get your name or whatever crazy word you want us to say shout it out loud every week and any amount will get you access to our Slack community invitations go out at the beginning of every month thank you thank you Dave I'm impressed by how much work you put into pronouncing the name of that town I I get a couple syllables in and then just give up I I am still way way off <laughs> just so you well, know you're closer than i am yeah well i guess 20 percent is closer than 15 percent <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh this episode is sponsored by hired which is the best way to quit your job and get a new one 
You can hear more about them in a little bit, or you can go to hired.com slash soft skills. Do you want to read our first question, Dave? Absolutely. Okay. This comes from an anonymous listener who said, I had a boss once who I was intimidated by. I did not know I was poor performing until I got a performance improvement plan. It was such a bad experience, I still feel anxiety from that day. Instead of pointing out how I can grow from my mistakes, all they did was point out my mistakes and the things I apparently was not able to deliver. And then they proceeded with reading from a pre-written list of steps to take in order to improve, right from the paper and not looking at me. It did not even feel like a two-way conversation. I felt mistreated and disrespected. I'm glad I grew from it, though. I wasn't really the person to quit when it comes to facing tough situations. I ended up staying for another year and getting almost promoted before I quit to move on to a higher-paying job. It was a very redeeming process, I suppose. Huh. That's the whole... That's it. There's no question. But we thought it would be fun to talk about. (laughs) What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Yeah. (laughs) With that background, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. I have a lot of reactions to this, some positive and some negative. Yes, one of the positive ones is is this sounds like the the Pip success story, which I think you don't often hear about. Often Pips are This are, is the one time. Yeah, where where you put someone on a performance improvement plan and then their performance improves. And they stay instead of quitting or getting fired. So that's that's good. That worked out. Yeah. Negative reactions. This is your boss screwed up. <laughs> by, and by screw up, you mean didn't yeah, yell I mean, loud enough, yeah, right? They, they, <laughs> they looked down and read from the paper instead of staring you in the eyes while repeating the list of stuff that you need to improve on. <laughs> you need to make eye contact. No, they screwed up by not having this be... The next step in a long conversation, well, not necessarily long, but a continuing conversation about how you need to improve. Because um, a PIP is usually a pretty drastic step. The The fact that it's felt weird is not surprising because it, it involves HR and, and legal requirements sometimes, which means that there are some like bases your boss was probably trying to cover to make sure that, that they were in the clear legally, which makes it a, feel a bit less humane. But what I don't hear about this is is like mm-hmm. the conversations you had leading up to this of, of like, tell me about how your performance is going and how do you feel it's going? I've noticed there's a problem. Can we try and address that? Hey, I'm telling you that this needs to improve. Like there's a, there's a there's kind of like an escalation in my head before you get to a pip in most cases. And this doesn't sound like that happened. Baby steps to the pip. I mean, on the other hand, maybe that's what makes the pip this like excuse to fire people is if you say, I've tried everything I can. I guess it's time to pip them it's like this ultimatum you know i see i don't know anyways those are my thoughts so far what are your thoughts dave (laughs) you didn't come here to listen to my thoughts (laughs) (laughs) what what is your what is your wisdom how about that oh well i can give you some of that (laughs) fortunately it's worth exactly what you paid for it to subscribe to this podcast I, you know, I got to say one thing that I really appreciated about this story was the person who got the performance plan, while it was a painful experience in the moment, in the end, grew from it. And maybe not in the necessarily in the way, well, maybe in addition to growing in, in the way that, hey, I'm a better performer now. But also this person, I don't know, just strikes me as stronger based on what they said. Like now kind of, you know, stayed for another year, had grit, hung on. Even got almost promoted. Not quite sure what that means, but <laughs> oh, almost got a pay raise too, I bet. 
and then ended up getting a better job, which is kind of kind of a cool outcome. So I liked that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. On the other hand, painful, painful experience. Yeah, I don't know that a pip is ever a fun experience, but the 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 abruptness of this one sounds sounds painful. So I don't know if you remember this, Dave. Several years ago on this podcast, I don't remember how long, but I know it's been years. I told you about this book called Thanks for the Feedback, and I hadn't read it at that time. Oh, yeah. And I finally started reading it. Uh, have, have you read that, by the way? No, I think I remember you talking about it, though. Yeah, I, well, I, I talked about it without it. having read it. So now I'm going to talk about it having read part of it. Okay, great. <laughs> One of the points it makes in the beginning of the book, because that's the part I've read so far, is that there's a few different kinds of feedback. There's coaching, there's evaluation, and there's appreciation. And coaching is like, I'm going to help you get better. Evaluation is let me tell you where you stand right now. And appreciation is I want to make you feel appreciated, I guess. I don't know. It's right there in the word. Okay. They all have different roles and, and mixing them is tricky. And if you are trying to give one and the other person interprets it as the other one, then that's tricky. So, so what I see here is you getting a pretty harsh evaluation, uh-huh. which is not... At least you know where you stand, right? It can be worse in some ways if you don't know where you stand. It was probably an unpleasant experience to, to realize that. But you mentioned they proceeded reading from a pre-written list of steps to take in order to improve. Did not feel like a two-way conversation. I felt mistreated and disrespected. So it felt like it, it then tried to pivot into coaching. So like here, you screwed up, you screwed up, you screwed up. Here's what you're doing wrong. Here's how much trouble you're in. To not get in trouble, you must do these things. And the coaching was the really good part, right? <laughs> Stare at a piece of paper yeah. that HR gave you and read it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's, nice, nice work. That's sort of the format dictated by the PIP in a way. Like part of that is a, here's a plan that you need to achieve. Otherwise, we, we will know that you have not id. You've not id imp- improved. The, <laughs> the id in PIP? Yeah. You have not, not PIP. You have not performance improved. Right. <laughs> But this this just illustrates how that can be hard to receive because if you're getting an evaluation, especially if if it feels harsh, even if it feels true to you, if, if even if it feels like there might be some truth, but it but it's hurtful, it's really hard to open yourself up to say how can I get better. It's hard to like I don't know. It feels like an unfriendly, unsafe space to to go into coaching. So it, it doesn't surprise me that this kind of sucked for, for that reason too it's it's tough to mix mm-hmm. those two different kinds of feedback yeah it's even worse to mix three though imagine if they did the crap sandwich in the pip like hey listen i appreciate oh, you so much for coming here well hey i i might push back on that a little bit really? i think if you're giving someone yeah i mean if you're giving someone tough feedback you may as well take it as an opportunity to articulate the things that you do appreciate about them and the things that are good because you know a lot of times it's like look you're getting on you're getting put on a pip because you are on track for termination. And this is like your final warning shot that that's happening. Well, that doesn't mean you're all bad, right? Like yeah. surely there are effective things about you. And frankly, if I'm if I'm giving someone a performance plan, I would want them to be aware of those things so they can double down on the things that they're doing well. Saying the crap isn't isn't crap at all. <laughs> Wait, no, well, that's not the the crap in the I, crap well, sandwich is usually like the the criticism. Like that's the part that's going to get you fired. Yeah. <laughs> in this case, right? Yeah. And it's like, I mean, hey, it, it like for example, like the crap sandwich, you know, for a pip, the the format could go something like this. Like, hey, we value you on this team. We think you do good work, but there are some areas where you need to improve. I'm going to list them now for you. And then at the end, the other side of the crap sandwich is 
I have confidence that you can improve here, you know, because if we didn't, we would just do a termination right away. I mean, maybe not. Actually, that that, that part's kind of false. I should probably retract that. But <laughs> like, well, probably depends on how big your company is and how many times they've yeah, been sued for yeah. unlawful exactly, termination. Exactly. That maybe I'm uh, letting a little secret out here, but like a PIP is a legal defensive posture that protects companies from lawsuits for uh, for wrongful termination, among other things. You know, sometimes PIPs really are designed to help people improve, but sometimes you do a PIP just to put the final documentation portfolio together so that if you do get sued, you are protected against at least losing <laughs> the lawsuit because you have all your paperwork in order and you can show that you gave them a chance to improve and that you clearly communicated the expectations. And then when those expectations weren't met on paper, um, you proceed with termination, right? So that's the unfortunate kind of dark side of a PIP. Yeah. Not that PIPs have a lot of bright sides, but still, still, I feel like even when you're in a defensive legal posture, it is incumbent on everyone to be humane and kind. Um, and I think that can be achieved in a PIP. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, that certainly contributes to some of the negative connotations of the PIP because it's it's hard to yeah. say this is us genuinely trying to help you improve. And also this is us making sure that if you sue us, you will lose <laughs> like at the same time. You know? right, exactly. That's right. <laughs> those, are, those are not always compatible. <laughs> yeah. But I think being humane and kind, you can, you can weave that in to everything you do. Yeah. Even if the act you're carrying out is to terminate someone. Like, it's like, look, I'm going to offer as much kindness and and care as I can yeah. while I'm also telling you you have you are no longer going to have this job. Yeah. That's it's not although I got to say having been on the receiving end of that one time the kindness doesn't take that much of the edge off. <laughs> you know like it's still hurts. Yeah. Like oh I would have been hurt if you were mean and told me I was fired. <laughs> right. Like I still you, this sure is better. So nice. This sure this this is fine right. now. Yeah. I like everything's great and I'm so glad I can pay my bills with your kindness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe we should pivot to like all right, you're a manager, you need to put someone on on a performance plan. How do you do it so that you don't create this kind of outcome where someone just feels so terrible and is anxiety filled every time they think about what you did to them? I mean, I I think part of it is is regular conversations about performance before that point. Yes. Oh yeah, that's that's so important. Maybe the fact that it's it's gotten to a pip could be surprising to someone if they kind of think oh there's some stuff to improve but but maybe hasn't hasn't thought it is as bad as you think it is. But it shouldn't mm -hmm. be a surprise that there's stuff to improve. And ideally the the things the specific items to improve shouldn't be a surprise either. Like ideally yeah, the yeah. PIP is an extension of, of conversations about improvement in those areas already. It's just a little more kind of like hard, uh, hard line. Maybe is that the right way to put it? Yeah. Like more concrete. Yeah. I think, I think it's really hard for whatever reason, it's really hard for most leaders to sit down and tell their team members that they're not performing well, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think people tend to avoid it, but man, do you create a problem for yourself when you avoid that conversation for too long? Yep. On the other hand, sometimes you avoid it and the problem just goes away. <laughs> right? So. <laughs> yeah. If it, if it never worked, then we wouldn't do it, right? It has to work sometimes. Right. 
It must work sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> or else we would not we would not have evolved the desire to procrastinate. Exactly. It. Yeah, it must have helped <laughs> this us is escape a survival trait. the jaws of a lion at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I can tell you some of the pain I've experienced from doing this from from not being clear enough is, uh, I I begin to feel like, oh, this is a big enough problem that it's actually really harmful to the team, and I have to make a change, but but I have not laid the groundwork to feel like I'm acting responsibly to make that change. And so either I have to uh, be a sucky manager and say, surprise, here's a pip, or I have to mm-hmm. like delay it even longer. And then the the harm of their poor performance continues. And both don't, of those Don't are forget bad. the third option. What's that? You could just quit your job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you really win go the find, pip. You, you make your boss other... quit. <laughs> 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 oh man the, i think the worry that i have and a lot of people have is that if you're constantly giving little bits of feedback about people who are not performing the way you expect there's also a risk that that carries which is the risk is that they'll be like i'm so tired of sitting down with my boss every week and they're always telling me one thing i did wrong yeah you know and you're like well look i didn't want it to be a surprise when i fired you <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> so I had to tell you all these little things and like, guess what? They're going to quit. Yeah. You know? No, no, you don't understand. So, I'm making it so that when I fire you, I won't feel guilty. It's it's fine. Right. Like it's not me being really <laughs> critical and, and mean. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I understand now. Yeah. This feels great now. <laughs> so it's hard, right? Like this is a very, this is why going into management, I think is so challenging because you have to navigate these super uncertain situations. And it's like, okay, I need to give you negative feedback occasionally, but not too much or you'll quit, but not too little or I can't fire you, right? <laughs> you know? Or, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is why it's so important to hire the right people to begin with so that you don't have to have these awful yeah. conversations. So maybe when I asked you how to do a good pip, you said give regular feedback going into it. Maybe pull that, go even further back and say, make sure to hire only excellent people who will never <laughs> need to go on yeah to problem plan. problem solved i think that's the Perfect. answer to all of our questions that come into the show is is hire the right people. hire the right people <laughs> slash join a company that doesn't have that problem like yeah exactly for all problems <laughs> or any any problem at all yeah uh, so there's okay there's there's have you heard that ratio of praise to criticism i just googled it and google says five to one this is probably one oh, of those okay. now discredited cognitive psychology papers that failed yeah, replication un- unreproducible <laughs> yeah but there sure Still are feels good though a lot of like clickbaity blog posts about it so there's got to be some truth it there, must right? be true yeah yeah but i wonder if that's part of it too it's not if if every interaction with you is hey here's your here's your one piece of criticism like that i'm doling out it, it's like uh i'm trying to I'm trying to make you build up immunity to it or something like it's a poison. <laughs> right. <laughs> if maybe if you offset that by by putting in more effort on recognizing the positive contributions, then that helps um put it in context so it's not the only criticism. The the only feedback you hear is negative. Like that's the only time you hear how you're doing from your bosses when they feel like you messed something up. But it's it's more like this is in context with all these other things that are that are things you're doing well. Yeah, I think the I think the the way to summarize that is to say Every team member deserves to know where they stand. And if your boss is like, you know, super favorable on you, but also know, you know, there's some things that you're not doing well, like that's pretty cool. Like that, I think that's a good place to be. 
Now I know where I stand. Do I have time to Google replication, the role of positivity and connectivity in performance of business teams? Replication. <laughs> well, like I, I could replicate it right now by giving you five compliments and then telling something, telling you something that I severely dislike about you okay. and see how you feel. Yeah. Just skip the five compliments. I'll be okay. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but to save time. <laughs> uh, there's actually nothing I dislike about you. Oh, wonderful. Well, except that one thing. Oh. But you like at least five things about me. Oh, yeah. I mean, the ratio is like at least five to one. And <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have we answered this non-question? Yeah. Yeah, I think we have. Okay. Good luck. Impressive response. And hopefully all the managers out there now have, know how to conduct a PIP perfectly. Indeed. Hey, Jameson, have you heard about the Great Resignation? Is it that Charles Dickens book? <laughs> Wait, no. The entire population on Earth has started taking our advice of quit your job. Oh, yes, that's right. Apparently, we have achieved influencer status. We've been telling developers for years to quit their jobs, and now we want to tell you how to do it. We're ready to reveal the secret. You mean you don't just walk out shooting finger guns? <laughs> yes. Well, you do that first. But after you do that, there's a new service we want to tell you about called Hired. What is Hired, Dave? Hired is the biggest AI-driven marketplace that matches engineers with companies. It is a great way to find your next job. I've been watching this industry for 20 years with a keen interest on hiring in particular, and I've never seen anything like Hired. Tell me about what you're seeing. So I've interviewed about 150 people in the last year, and I am serious. Every candidate that's come to me through Hired has multiple offers, and they're incredibly high, scary high, like 30% higher than other candidates. Is that before or after the finger guns? <laughs> Yeah, uh, both. <laughs> the beauty is it's totally free for engineers, uh, and we would love for you to go try it. Go to hired.com slash soft skills to check it out. Hired.com slash soft skills. Quit your job the best way and check out Hired. Let's see. Do you want to read our next question, Jameson? Yes, I certainly do. This question is from an anonymous listener who says, I've been at a small startup for three years. We are still in startup mode, underpaid and long hours. We have two developer teams, Team A and Team B. Team A slowly quit one by one. Team B is still here, including me. After my team lead resigned, I was prom promoted to team lead. But one week later, someone from management shared with me, I believe by accident, a file with both teams' salaries. I was shocked, really shocked. My team, Team B, has been paid less than Team A from the beginning, even though we deliver more value. Also, they didn't even try to match my salary to the previous team lead. What should I do now? Go and ask for more money? Tell them I know? Talk to the rest of the team? I cannot unsee this. I don't want to leave because I like the project and want to observe how well our technical decisions work out after several years. Ah, you played the salary game in one-player mode. <laughs> Single-player mode. Yeah. I'm going to waggle my finger a little bit here. If, you're, if your company's management were doing this correctly, they would assume that the salary game was being played regularly among their employees like yeah you're not going to mm -hmm. send out this sheet of everyone's salaries most likely unless you're one of those companies that has open open pay policies which do exist mm -hmm. most of them are not that way though but it's a legally protected right to discuss salary with your coworkers in the united states i assume it is in other places too and and i think if you generally assume that information will get around it helps create the right incentives to avoid a shocking revelation that explodes stuff. And it sounds like that hasn't happened, right? Because you did mm -hmm. see this salary sheet and, and we're really shocked. 
but I guess a lesson for the future is is whenever you're thinking about pay and kind of pay distribution across the team, you should assume that that's going to get out. Mm -hmm. So minimize, well, there's a lot of things to optimize for. One of them should be shock minimization. I guess another one is like enough money so the company survives. It's probably important. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. What do you do now though? Yeah. Like there's a few really specific questions here. Should I ask for more money? Should I tell management that I know? And should I tell the rest of the team? (laughs) (laughs) These are three very good questions. Yeah. So I'm not a mere earth lawyer. I I think you could probably tell the rest of the team legally, but I don't Ooh. know. I do know that would make the company grumpy at you, I'm sure. Yeah. That seems risky to me. Yeah. But it also not, feels... Not legally. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there's plenty of ways your job can go away that do not legally point to this is because you told everyone on the team right. how much money everyone else makes. I'm putting you on a performance plan yeah. because I'm dissatisfied with your performance not keeping salaries secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have 30 days. <laughs> to invent a time machine to go yeah. back and <laughs> unshare that information. Yeah, that would be one of those pips that is a formality because it's impossible to achieve. You must, you must yep. raise team morale without increasing salary costs go yeah i mean it does feel a little selfish though to say like oh i've found this information i will use it to bump up my salary good luck teammates uh fair point uh hmm. so there's a social experimenter in me who wants you to go and try to negotiate for an increased salary because now you have information asymmetry where you know more than they think you know Oh, and don't tell them, hey, I have this sheet that lists how much everyone makes at the company. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, you know, now you know what a reasonable request is. Yeah. Right? And maybe that reasonable request is much higher than you thought, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And so maybe I would, maybe if I were in your shoes, I would consider going and asking for more money, but not more than what the old team lead made. And that also kind of lines up with your own, you know, experience and whatnot. And just see, like, just test your company and see if they are the kind of company who will say, yes, that's reasonable, or if they will continue to hide behind the, the secrecy barrier. Yeah. I mean, there's there's different reasons why they might say no. And one of them is because they think you don't know that that's how much they paid other people. Right. Another reason genuinely could be because we believe that you are worth less money than this other person. Um, the question asker mm-hmm. mentioned... We've been paid less, even though we deliver more value. Maybe that's not how the people who decide how much money you make see it. And that would be useful to know, although unpleasant. Yeah. And maybe you're about to learn some painful (laughs) facts about their perception of you. Yeah. I like how you said about their perception of you, too, because it's, I mean, I don't know. It's it's perception on both sides. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They didn't even try to match my salary. So, like, if you're willing to kind of gamble, this, by the way, this suggestion to just go and ask for a raise, this is like the least likely uh, way to get the raise you want. <laughs> this is you the know? most interesting to Dave, though. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I want to hear this story more than the other the other approaches you could take. <laughs> uh, if only the whole world would use that as their decision-making heuristic. Okay. I, I think I... I have how I would approach this if I if my objective were to argue for a raise in the way that felt the most likely to happen for me. But first I want to talk about is there some way you could argue for a salary increase for your team in general? 
right? So that's not the same as telling the whole team, you're all way underpaid to the barricades. But I guess, spoiler, the, the I think one strategy for arguing for a raise is, is using market data. It just so happens you have market data from someone with a lot of similarities to your company. <laughs> yeah, this is market data. Yeah, this is market data. <laughs> I found from, a comparable. Yeah, companies in our space, in our same space in the market and office building. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much overlap. Yeah, same <laughs> website. <laughs> yeah, do you think there's a do you think there's a way that you could you could push to have salaries increased across the board using what you have seen about these salaries without disclosing that you've seen it? No, without disclosing to all the employees employees because that that's that may result in salary increases but it it is an escalation for sure and and might make you seen as the dreaded not a team player uh yes the dreaded listen if you okay let me give you my management perspective when someone comes to me and says hey i've got some first-hand perspective on the team that i'm not sure you have that you're aware of i'd like to share this with you the perception among the team, and I believe they are right, is that this team is underpaid. And I believe, and again, now here's where, as a team lead, I think you have more voice here, but I believe that you can make a bigger chance of success if you'll put this into business speak and say, look, we've lost a lot of folks over the last little while. We've lost all of team A. One by one, they all quit. I'd, I'd like to help you prevent that from happening here with team B. And I think the best way to do that is to give this team a pay raise. And including me. <clears throat> I'm also on the list. Yeah. And I think that could work. And I, even though, you know, you're not tipping your hand and showing everything you know, like, by the way, I saw the salaries and we're all 20% underpaid and that's a major problem. I do think that you, that's not, that's actually not a compelling argument to management. You know, you know, that's like when my, I don't want to compare working professionals to children, but you know, sometimes my kids come to me, <laughs> they, they tell me that the other kid did something wrong. And then when I ask that kid about it, they say, well, the first kid did something wrong to me. And I'm like, oh, well, then everything's great. You guys both did something wrong <laughs> to each other. So now I'm happy, right? Like, <laughs> like that's never the outcome. And so if you come to a manager and basically say, a wrong has been committed by this company and I want you to make it right, I think they are less likely to respond by giving you what you want than if you come to them and say, here's a business outcome that I think we should achieve. Hmm. Hmm. I guess I'm thinking through this scenario. Yeah. I mean, part of what makes this tricky no matter what is is that money is spoken for already, right? Like it's not like team A all quit and then mm -hmm. they they just like invested that extra money in bonds or something. It's just like sitting there ready to <laughs> like spend. a low a low interest <laughs> yeah. bearing account. Yeah, like ready that, to go. That went somewhere, right? It's on someone's budget somewhere so mm -hmm. so another important thing to realize is that this isn't like you're you're picking up free money that just is allocated nowhere like there will be a cost of of an opportunity cost at the very least of, of like we were going to spend this money here now this uh this team lead is advocating for a raise so we need to move it from this place we were originally going to spend it and put it into salaries for team b so i like what you said about the business case because there's presumably some value they're getting from putting it in in place, not Team B. Maybe that's like a Tesla for the CEO, though. They already have a couple. <laughs>
they're like, eh, I'm not going to give that raise. So, so maybe you've talked me down car. from the ideal situation if you're just looking for a raise for yourself to say, hey, explain to me why I'm not making X like person, like team lead A. Mm-hmm. Do you think you reveal that if they if they waffle on you though, or if they don't? Uh, if yeah, so if they say no, yeah, they say no. Then like bust we, out the big guns. We couldn't possibly afford that. Are you crazy? Nobody makes that much money. Yeah, <laughs> I'm calling your bluff. <laughs> that's that's above our compensation guidelines. Yeah, I am calling your bluff. Yeah, I, I'm just not that bold, honestly. Myself, I, hmm. I don't think I would ever reveal to anyone that I got this list in my hands. Really. Well, I guess uh, two. there are two approaches I would take, both of which I think are acceptable, one of which is slightly preferred. Approach one slight, is preferred is I would actually probably disclose to my manager. I got. I just want you to know this list came to me. I didn't expect to receive it. And if this was a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory test, I hope I passed. <laughs> so that's approach one. And then approach two is I would just delete the list and pretend I never saw it and, and never tell anyone about you it. You would delete it? Oh, I would immediately like put it on a flash drive or i don't know <laughs> yeah print it out and put it in the safe yes print it out and put it where i put all my precious stuff on post-it notes taped to my monitor along with my passwords <laughs> i cannot unsee this there is i mean we've talked about the salary game and and it's interesting because there's not another person on the other side of this that you exchange salaries with but that is one of the risks that like someone gets grumpy because they feel like they are undervalued now and and mm-hmm. It's like you played the salary game with all of Team A. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you get to decide what to do about it. Yeah, it, it is weird how suddenly enough money becomes not enough money as soon as you find out there there are other there are other numbers out there. Yeah. Time machine. Also a time machine. <laughs> as usual. Yes. Well, have we answered this? I think it's good enough. That's as good as it's going to get from these two. Yes. Just like... Maybe your salary at this company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was harsh. I hope this goes well. I hope it works out well for you. Yeah. Good luck. What can people do if they want their own questions answered? Go to softskills.audio and click the ask a question button. Thank you so much to everyone who submits questions each week. We really appreciate them. We do. We will catch you next week.